Um, yeah. Okay, well, hey, we are coming to you from Antelope Valley Church, St. Lord Sanctuary there, and we trust that you are um, living life. I know it's probably had some changes that have taken place in your life there, probably had to recalculate just a little bit with some activities and taking some precautions and things, and so... We want to thank you for joining us and thank you for listening to our podcast and also coming to the website and, and listen to the message today. We believe that we have a word from the Lord and that it would encourage you and strengthen you and, and give you a faith to live for God today. But main thing is, is we want you to know we've been praying for you and that you'll be able to make the adjustments and the things that, um, that need to be made there and recalculate and, and most of all, uh, maybe recheck the priorities out. I'm sure you've probably had to change a few things around. And um, also want to say this is, um, you know, we do take precautions of the government. We do those things, but they're secondary to Christ. And they're secondary to our God. And they're secondary to our faith in God. Yes, we uh, take precautions and we do those things. But number one, and our number one priority, and our number one um, substance and our number one thought should be that God has got this and that God's got our life and that God is going to see us through this and that this thing will too pass in Jesus name. And so I just want to encourage you with that today. And uh, just remember, God is number one. The government is secondary. Praise the, praise the Lord. Amen. And so just uh, keep continuing to put your focus on God and your trust in him, and we will get through this. And so we're going to have a good service here today. Uh, Bobby is going to come do offering here for us just, just a little bit. I believe that the offering today goes to Rama Bible Training Center. So uh, the board talked about that a couple weeks ago at the board meeting. And so if you are going to send your offering in or if you're going to keep it till we get back together, whatever you decide to do, just kind of mark it for Rama 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 Bible Training Center. I graduated from there. They are um, have Bible schools to train pastors and ministers uh, to take the word of faith and the word of hope to a lost and dying world. And so they're in about a hundred and almost 150 nations now with schools and with teaching. And so when you sow into Raymond Bible Training Center, that's what you're sowing into. And so uh, Bobby's going to talk a little bit more about that. And um, I'll be back up here in just a minute with a message. All right, thanks, James. I'm going to talk about um, Proverbs. Let's go to Proverbs 1, 3, and it's guidance for the young. And I want you to listen to two words in this here, and it's the words ways and acknowledge. Everybody's flipping through their Bibles here. Let's get to, okay, Proverbs 1, 3. And uh, let's just start at the top there. It says, My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. For the length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so <clears throat> find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. And this is the part that I like here the most in verse 5. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. And so, you know, you, are, you were listening for the two words there in the passage, uh, the words ways and acknowledge. Uh, 
And the words ways means a road or a course or a mode of action. It suggests specific opportunities a person may encounter on a recurring basis. The most common segment of opportunity we experience so what they're saying there, you know, the segment of opportunity experience, the the part, the opportunity that we experience every day, it is um, the most segment, okay, is the experience regularly in each new day. So we experience that opportunity every morning is what they're saying there. It is if the passage suggests that all our days we should acknowledge God, and in doing so, he will direct our paths. And then the other word we were listening for was acknowledge. Um, the word acknowledge is elsewhere translated as know, like K-N-O-W, know, meaning to know by observation, investigation, reflection, or firsthand experience. But the highest level of knowledge is the direct intimate contact. And so they're wanting to kind of put that direct intimate contact into context like between a wife and a husband or between like you and God um, applied to spiritual, you know, putting it into the spiritual context. It suggests an intimacy with God in prayer and conversations and, you know, the way that he'll, when you get into that conversation, he'll bless you and... Uh, and just, you know, give you victories over and over again. Join to our, you know, join to this text here in Proverbs. We might conclude that if in all your days we maintain knowledge, that direct intimate contact with God, God promises to direct your paths toward, toward a fruitful life, life-begetting endeavor. So, you know, he's going to direct your path. He's going to go ahead and be kind of, I always think of like back when we were younger, we skied behind a boat. And if you stayed right behind the boat, you were in that wake of that boat and everything, you know, behind it was smooth. Well, you get out to the sides, well, it gets rough and everything. And, you know, so that's what, you know, James even kind of hinted toward it there. And I love how everything always ties together and we don't even talk to each other. I think that's hilarious. And, uh, you know, stay behind God. Put him out first. Let him cut the wake. Let him cut through it first. And, you know, think of that there in Proverbs 3. You know, don't forget my law, but let your heart keep, you know, keep his commandments. And I like that deal about how you tie them around your neck, you know, because then they're always there. You can find them. You can find them real quick. So, you know, let let that stuff let's let's look into Proverbs more this week. Let's go back and forth there and uh kinda I'll look through there some more and we'll find some stuff and we'll see what we can come up with next week. So let's pray over the offering. Dear Lord, we thank you for the gifts that you give us. We thank you that that you give us words of encouragement like here, like this one here in Proverbs. We will take these words and, and bind them around our neck so that we might find favor and high esteem in the sight of you and man. Um, let us be ever thinking of, you know, different ways and different opportunities that, you know, we are going to put you out in front of us and we're going to just ride in the wake of you. In your name we pray. Amen.
Thanks, Bobby. That is awesome. Praise the Lord. All right. Well, let's pray as we get into God's Word this morning. Father, we thank you so much once again that we can trust your Word, that we can receive the engrafted Word into our spirits and be, have our minds renewed by it today. And Lord, we thank you that faith takes hold and that hope takes hold today. Lord, we thank you for revelation knowledge in our midst today. Lord, we ask you, Father, that you would minister to those who hear the word today. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, John chapter 11 will be our topic or our scripture today. John chapter 11, verse 24. But I want to give a little bit of a background on this particular passage of scripture and uh, kind of the thing, the way things were back then. Uh, Rome, for several hundred years, had been conquering nations, and they had been uh, taking over nations and conquering them and subduing them and bringing them under uh, the Roman government. And, and, and so there was tyranny there. There was um, a takeover. There was tenacity, and, and the Roman government was a force to be reckoned with. They were a wrecking machine. And they uh, had an army that, that um, like I say, they were just taking over everything. They were taking over uh, all of the, um, uh, everything they come in contact with. They would just take it over and bring it under the Roman uh, government and bring it under their rulership. And so uh, even though during that time, they would still let little sects of people have their own little sect and, you know, and, and do things as the way they wanted to do. And the Jewish people were one of them. They, they kind of let them... Uh, be their own people, had their, had their, um, you know, their temple there and were able to worship and things. And, um, and so that's kind of the setting that we come to when we come to John chapter 11. And, uh, we want to draw this, draw, draw some things out of here. Uh, the title of the message is, uh, maintain the I am kind of life. So how do we maintain the I am kind of life? And, 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 um, uh, we know that back in back um, when Moses was called back in the wilderness, there he spent forty days back in the wilderness, and and uh, God called him to go deliver his people out of uh, Egypt there. And um, Moses asked the question, "Well, who who shall I say that sent me?" And God told him, He said, "Tell him I am sent you." And uh, so Moses said, well, I can't talk right. You know, I, I'm stuttering and do all this and that. And, you know, the people won't believe me. And can't you send somebody else? And God said, no, you tell them. I am sent me. And so well, that's kind of a phrase that we find back there in Moses' time. And Jesus uses the same phrase here. And um, uh, talking to, to Mary and Martha and, and some of the others there that, um, that we'll talk about here in just a minute. But the I am kind of life. And what he was meaning by that is Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. And so he's always the same. And so he is uh, the Alpha and the Omega. He is from the beginning to the end. And he never leaves us nor forsakes us. He's always with us. And uh, well, we can draw some things out of our text today in John chapter 11, verse 25. Uh, let me just give a little bit of background on this as well. Okay, so Jesus is up there in um, Jerusalem and Judea and in that area, and he's teaching and he's, he's um, uh, you know, doing all kinds of miracles and healing people and, and um, you know, and, and, and then the Jews, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they come and they, they want to know by whose power are you doing this? And he said, by, I'm doing it by the one who sent me. 
And, you know, I'm, I'm his son. I'm, I'm the one that he sent to uh, deliver them. Well, uh, they wanted to stone him. They, they, they accused him of blasphemy. They, they accused him of, of uh, blaspheming God for saying these things. And, um, and so that's a little bit kind of, the, kind of the background on that. And he's um, in Judea there. He, he realizes that they're, they're going to stone him. So he goes and crosses uh, the river there, goes up to a place where John was preaching and uh, teaching in the beginning there. And so he, he uh, spent some time over there and he's over there teaching and preaching and, uh, you know, getting people saved and healed and born again. And then he tells his disciples, he said, okay, so, okay, so then what happens is Lazarus dies. And Mary uh, sends word to Jesus, uh, Jesus, the one you love is dead. You need to come and, you know, he's dead, you know. And so they have a conversation there. And Jesus says to his disciples, okay, we're going to go back. And on the way back, Jesus has this conversation with his disciples. Well, he's sleeping. And, and, and the disciples get word, no, they said he's dead. <laughs> and Jesus said, no, well, okay, you don't get it then. I'm going to raise him from the dead. He's, he's going to be, he's going to live again. You know, and they have this conversation there. And um, so before Jesus gets there to the grave, um, uh, Mary, no, Martha, Martha comes and she meets him halfway there. She meets him out outside of town there. And, and uh, of course, the Jews are over there mourning with uh, Mary and Martha because of their death of their brother, Lazarus. And um uh, Mary walks up to Jesus. Martha walks up to Jesus and said, uh, well, you know, Jesus, if you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And he's talking to her and said, don't you know that I am the resurrection and I am the life? He said, where have you laid him? You know, and so so that's kind of the background. There's kind of a little social <laughs> social stuff taken care of. And it's kind of comical if you read it. But the main point we want to draw out of this is in John chapter 11, verse 25. Jesus said to her, Mary, talk to Mary, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She asked. Jesus asked Mary, do you believe this? <laughs> You know, and so, I mean, uh, you know, I, I guess that'd be, uh, you know, something there to see a dead man raised from the dead, you know. But she said there, I am. Jesus told Mary, I am the resurrection. I am the life. I am from the beginning and the end. I'm the one. Do you believe this? She asked. <laughs> well, she goes on and, you know, she still doesn't get it. You know, and then he heads on over to the tomb and and uh, they're going over there, you know, weeping and moaning. And he wept, you know, and and, uh, you know, he rolls the stone away. And the dignified woman Martha is, you know, right before he rolls the stone away that, you know, she's going to be embarrassed because by now he stinketh. <laughs> you know, so sometimes our dignity and sometimes our our. You know, things get in the way of God, you know, and so we kind of kind of picked that up there. You know, and it's not in order. He's dead. He sinks by now. Jesus said, move the stone away. And so we're going to we're going to look at this, pick it apart. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. 
I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? He said, do you believe this? And I believe we do. We have to believe this. He is the resurrection. He is the life. He is the only true way. And now I've wrote down some things here. If you look at that little word in there, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the life. Jesus told Mary there, I am the life. Well, what does that mean? Thayer's definition, he kind of breaks it down a little bit for us. Um, he says, life, real, and genuine. That's what that word life in there has in it. It is, it is a life that is real and it is genuine. And it is someone that has placed their faith and their trust and their hope in Almighty God. It is real. It is genuine. There's nothing uh, fake about it. It is a real thing. And I believe in this time that God is pulling out the real thing. He's seeing who's got the real thing. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Do you believe God? Do you believe God that he can heal all these diseases? He can uh, redeem our life from destruction? It's real. It's genuine. He said it is. He said it. he is the life. And so when you and I choose to believe that, guess what? He said, hey, there's somebody down there that believes what I said. They're living a genuine God life. They're living their faith out and they're trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. He also has in there uh, a life that is active. That's opposite from a dead one. <laughs> Amen. It's a life that is active. And so that has activity in it. So when you and I go about our daily lives, when you and I, you and I go about our, 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 our daily walk, does it include God activity? Does it have some kind of God activity in it? Are you and I uh, petitioning the Lord? Are you and I having a conversation with the Lord? Do we have some kind of active uh, relationship with God the Father? I believe we do. And I believe that you and I are trusting in God to see us through every circumstance. Doesn't make any difference what the circumstance is. Our faith is alive. His word is alive. It is active. It is uh, sharper than any two-edged sword. And when you and I take our mind off of all the things that are going on around us for a period of time, and we take God's word and we meditate on God's word, and we realize that uh, God's word uh, will never pass away. His word will stay forever. And so I can hook up with his word and I can uh, proclaim his word. I can stand on his word and I can say, let God's people arise and his enemies be scattered in Jesus name. Amen. I can say that. I can say that God's people will arise and his enemies will be scattered. Period. Hey, that, that, that's just it. Because his word is active. He, he can't. He can't. Um, do anything apart from his word. His word says that we uh, are delivered from sickness and disease. We are protected by God. And now I can proclaim that. And I can say with confidence that God's people, his church is going to arise. And God's people and his um, servants will arise. They will get through this. And his enemies will be scattered. They will be scattered. I believe that. This word also in here, this word life in also has a vigorous. 
<laughs> it has a life active and vigorous, right? It has vigorous in it. It is devoted to God, blessed in the proportion even in this world of those who put their trust in Christ. So when you and I, we have placed our trust and our hope and our faith in Christ, um, our vigorness and our activity towards God and our faith and trust in God should be more than our uh, activity and our vigorness towards the disease that's taking place right now. <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of the bottom line. If you want to just get real plain and right down to it. And when, when our activity and our vigor and our faith and our trust is above the things that the world is saying, the things that, uh, you know, gloom and doom is saying, we, we, we win. We win. You and I win. We do. Uh, and so we can be vigorous. We can be active. We can be, have some tenacity about us with the things of the Lord. Our activity should include uh, things of God. Our activity should have uh, something in it that includes God. We should be vigorous about it. We should be, uh, you know, this will cause the blessed life to happen. When you and I place our faith, our trust, our hope, and our uh, being into God's hands, he's going to watch over that to perform it in our life. And so... Jesus said to Mary there at that tomb, hey, uh, I am. In other words, I've always been. I'm always going to be. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the end and, and the beginning. I am all that. I am that person. And if you, uh, 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 he said not only that, I am the life, which is the things that we're talking about here. He says, I am the life. I am the life. So that means we can be vigorous. We can be devoted. And God blessed in the proportion, even in this world, of those who put their trust in Christ. Amen. So if you and I, we placed our trust and our hope in Christ, <laughs> that gave me some vitality. I can have activity uh, with, in line with his word there. I can, I can do these things. Now, I want to read another story here. Most of you have probably heard of him, or most of you and kids, if you guys are listening, you've probably eaten peanut butter before. You've probably had some uh, peanut butter, and you maybe had a Reese's and something there that, you know, that's made out of peanut butter. But I want to talk to you a little bit about the guy that invented peanut butter. <laughs> I want to talk to us a little bit about today the guy that invented peanut butter, George Washington Carver. Stands alongside Thomas Edison as one of the greatest inventors who ever lived. Carver's accomplishments are indeed astounding, and made even more so by the fact that he was a black man living during the time when uh, doors of education and equal opportunity were not open to blacks in the United States. So here's George Washington Carver. He's a guy that he can't go to a to a to a to a public um, college there and get an education. Let's go on. Carver was a humble man, a man of faith who spent much time in prayer every day. And he was found fond of, of to explain his success by saying that he asked God to reveal to him the secrets of the universe 
So he's going to ask God. He's going to petition God. God, what's the secrets of the universe? But here's what God did. Instead, God in his wisdom had responded by showing him the secret of a peanut. (laughs) But how great were his secrets that were contained in this little peanut? With God's help, Carver took that seemingly little plant and used it to create more than 30 important inventions. It's amazing how many of God's benefits were packed into this lowly little peanut. But you see, that's why that's the way our God is. He has loaded up hidden creation with ways to benefit us. Amen. It is interesting, isn't it, that some people can go through life without stopping to think about any of God's benefits. Turn their attention to the beauty of the starry night and they're not impressed. Take them to the Grand Canyon and show them uh, the grandeur of that piece of handiwork and they're likely to yawn on her uh, in your face. But a man of vision and faith, a man like George Washington Carter can pick up a peanut and have the vision, wisdom, and understanding to, to the uh, many benefits of God that are locked inside that little shell. Some same people will tell you that they have never seen a miracle when miracles happen all around them every day. Jesus had harsh words for the Jews who rejected him because of the miracles he had done. How sad it will be for those who live their entire lives blinded to the glory of God, who simply refuse to see. God's benefits are built into the life of every believer. God's benefits are built into the life of every believer. You can take that to the bank. God's benefits are built into you. God's benefits are built into the believer. When God, by the Holy Spirit, comes into the believer, he doesn't come just empty. He comes full. and He comes with uh, you know, vision. He comes with purpose. He comes with tenacity. He comes with vigor. The miracles and mighty acts God has performed in the past make up history that we cherish today. How thrilling it is to read about the great things God has done through his people throughout time. The things he has done inspire us today. They bring courage and strength when we trust him with all our hearts. I believe just like many other setbacks and obstacles we have all experienced, we will come through this victorious. Then we will look back and say, God is good. It is him who has delivered us from the hand of the enemy once again. Amen. So we can look at this example of George Washington Carver. Here he was. It was kind of like the days back there in Jesus' time when he was doing this miracle with Lazarus. Because as we close, when we get ready to close today, we're going to look at a passage of Scripture that is kind of comical, really. But the same thing. George Washington Carver took a peanut. Invented 30 different things with it. Made 30 different things with it. And so, how do we apply that to our life today? Is the circumstances that we are in today, do, they, do we let them dictate our faith and our trust and our joy and our love and our peace towards one another and towards God? Absolutely not. Why? Because we have that mustard seed of faith that's placed inside of us. And we trust and we believe and we know that God is going to see, this, see us through this. John chapter 11, verse 40, where is our confidence? Where have we placed our hope? Where have we placed our trust? Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? And I want to say the same thing. 
If you and I continue to believe God, you and I continue to stand on his word, we will see the glory of God. We will see the deliverance of God's hand upon our city and upon our county, upon our nation, upon our church. I, I can promise you that. I can prophesy that. I can build your faith with that. I can encourage you with that. I can say, in Jesus' name, uh, we will get through this. Praise God. Right? Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? You and I are going to see the glory of God. Now, um, this word in here for believed, to think to be true, do you think it's true? Do you think it's true that God is going to deliver us? And do you think it's true that, um, that God's going to take this situation, he's going to turn it into the good for those who love him? I can probably say uh, that some of the activities that you're taking today are probably benefiting others, I'm guessing. Probably kids are helping take care of the elderly. Probably, you know, we're, we're making phone calls that we maybe haven't made in a while. We're, we're doing activity that's a little bit different. But that, that's still, we've placed our trust. We've placed our hope. And we believe God's word is true. <laughs> and that his promises are true. Uh, that word also means in there to be persuaded of. To credit. To place confidence in. Place our confidence and our trust and our hope in the living God. The one who is true life. The one who is uh, the true uh, God. That's what he is. That's who he is. He causes us then to be active and to be vigorous about the things of the Lord. So I have to ask us today, what scripture are you standing on? What scripture do you have posted? What scripture are you believing God for? I can give you a couple. Jesus said, I am the resurrection of the life. And you can be vigorous. And you have activity in me. And if you will believe what he said, he will deliver you. And I can say this, that as part of Antelope Valley Church and those who are listening to this podcast as believers, if you are not a believer, I would say, make Jesus the Lord of your life. I would say, come on into the kingdom. Ask him to forgive you for your sins. But for the believer... We have hope and we have trust and we have faith in Almighty God. That's where our trust, our confidence is in Him and in Him alone. We place our trust and we will see the glory of God. This thing will be obliterated. This thing will cease and desist in its operation over our life. It is to know that He is true, to be persuaded, to credit, to place confidence in. And I want you to know this. When you and I, when we stand on God's Word, when we believe what God says, when we have this activity taking place, he hears us. He hears us. God hears the cry of his people. God will answer the cry of his people. And he always hears you and I when we pray. He always hears us when we trust and we, we place our confidence in him. We can see this in John chapter 11, verse 41. So they took away the stone and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And Jesus said, the things that you did, you will, I, I did, you will even do greater things than these. So God hears you and I. When we pray, God make, Jesus made that way possible. He hears you and I. He knows what we're going through. And he, he will sustain us. Praise God. He will do that. Now, um, 
If we do that, (laughs) and the church is rising up, thank God we are in a season right now where government doesn't really, they're affirming the church. And I praise God. We don't want to be deceived in these things and, you know, there's some of the things that could take place. But thank God right now we do have a government that is affirming the church, that believes the Christian religion is is the true religion, is the the one that has a true relationship. Thank God for that. But I don't know if it'll always be this way. And the, and the Jews and the Pharisees and the Sadducees had a problem with the, the had a problem with the government back in back in this day right here that we're talking about. Because here's what they said in John chapter eleven verse forty eight about Jesus. John chapter eleven verse forty eight. Here's what they said: If we let him, Jesus, go on like this. Everyone will believe in him. And the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. Okay. So remember when we started the message, I kind of gave a little bit of a background. Rome was a big governmental authority. But they let the Jews and their little nation go ahead and be who they were there. But the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the religious folks... Said, if we let that Jesus go ahead and do what he's doing, um, we're afraid. We have a fear that the government will come in and shut us down. That they'll come in and stop us. That they'll come in and annihilate our nation. And they actually said it would be better for one person to die. In other words, let's just go ahead and shut Jesus, all his miracles All this thing that he's saying, let's just shut him down. His own people said that. (laughs) His own people told him that. Now, see, if you take this message today, and you 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 know, and you actually live the message, you 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 live active, you live vigorous, you live blessed, you live like. God is going to see us through this. And you speak these things. And you talk these things. And you live these things. And you activate these things. And you know that there is a bad devil and there's a good God. And you talk like that. Uh, there is a chance that there might be somebody that say, well, let's shut him down. Let's do away with him. Because if we're not careful, other people are going to start believing that. <laughs> If you talk more about God, if you uh, bring his word to the forefront more than you talk about the news, and you, uh, you speak faith and trust and hope, there is a possibility that someone's going to say, well, who do you think you are? Let's just shut that down. <laughs> but I'm here to say to you today, I'm standing with a group of people at Antelope Valley Church in Tri-County area. We're not shutting down, praise God. We're going to stay active. We're going to stay vigorous. We're going to stay encouraged. We're going to stay blessed. Why? Because God is our sustainer. And I can tell you that the anointing and the power of God is in your house and in your place today to deliver you, to keep you safe, to keep you whole, to make you complete, and to stay active and to stay vigorous and place your faith and confidence and trust in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Praise God. (laughs) 
There is a possibility that you could, you could suffer a little repercussion if you stay active, if you stay vigorous, if you say you are blessed and God's delivering you from this. There is a possibility that you could receive and experience some rejection. <laughs> but just go right ahead on and then when the glory of God shows up and you're delivered and everything's back, you know, better than it was, better than it ever was back there, it's way better uh, because you've spent time with the Lord, because you've been active in your relationship with the Lord, because you've studied His Word, because you know the things of the Lord, you've obtained the promises of God. Um... I'll take that. I don't mind if I suffer a little rejection over that. I'm blessed, and so are you. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Bobby, you want to close us out with some prayer there today? All right. Praise God. There we are. Uh, you know, that's, that's a good word. That's a good way to uh, encourage us. That's a good way to uh, get us active and get us... Uh, thinking about the ways of Jesus and and uh, you know we just pray this over everybody's house that you know you did take time out to uh, listen to us today and that you know we we were few in numbers here but everybody over the internet and over uh, our podcast and everything that that you know we are coming together that we are coming together as a group of people to believe in your word that that we uh that we do know that through him and through you that we can uh, we can sustain ourselves and that we can be active in our own ways and uh, you know able to to uh, get through what we're you know facing right now in your name and we pray and say amen, amen. thank you much for listening we're going to sign off now